0: Every Nation Durban. We are part of a global family of churches with the purpose to honor God by establishing Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. You can find us in big cities like London, New York, Paris, and Dobrik. You can also find us in nations like Bangladesh, Botswana, China, and even Hawaii. In Durban, we have a local vision of being a healthy church that starts other healthy churches. Our mission is reach, disciple, impact. We want to reach every person, every campus, and every nation. Join this mission to honor God and advance His kingdom. Morning, every
1: nation family, Durban. Welcome to our third episode of our belief series. We are so excited for you to join us today and we hope you've just been really using this time to activate your faith and just use every word that we've been getting, you know, to just reignite your spirit and become that believer, you know, that God truly wants us to be. We are so excited to be with you today and uh, we're just going to check who's already joined us online. Is anybody here yet, Pastor Mac?
2: Molweni sanbonani absheni um, when, when it comes to every nation, we say Ninjani's. <laughs> what <laughs> everyone about knows du that. Oh Dumelang. How du can I forget lang? that one? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm sure everyone is good. Um, they're at home. And you, you, like us, can't wait for another glorious um, sermon here. I'm going to look what's happening here online. Um, I see Navasha with her hands up. Good morning, church. Um, sobs ever ever present here online saying hello to everyone. Yes. Um, Hello, Mama Raji. We miss you. We see you here on, on, online. Um, I hope everyone is, is good. It's, it feels so good to actually be here. Um, Bunola and I were talking about how good it is just to be with physically in church. And I know some of you, Shame, uh, you, you also want to be here. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you like King David. You like, oh, my, if I, if I forget church, then let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. Um, guys, don't despair. <laughs> At some point, you will be back here very soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we've been celebrating Heritage... Oh! We have a competition One in line with that.
2: So. Yeah, well, so everyone before us has been giving out um, uh, prizes, and we're not going to disappoint. Um, so we have this awesome cap right here for someone um, to win. Um, so all you need to do is very simple today. Um, please send us one of those pictures, one of those beautiful pictures you have um, of you in your traditional or heritage um, outfits. Um, Yeah,
1: Yeah, and you know, if you don't really think you have one If you were here during Vision Sunday last year You definitely have a very beautiful picture of you here at church With everybody else, you know Whoever sends the picture wins So if there's three of you and your friend sends the picture And you are in it, you're not going to get a cap The one who sends the picture is actually the one that wins, you know
2: That's why we're here, Bunoda We're here to help you win an awesome prize Um, (laughs) Yeah So all you need to do is send that picture, send it yeah. to our number 72 606 um, Please keep those um, pictures coming as um, the service goes on, and someone will win yeah. something awesome, which is this awesome cap, part of our heritage.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if they do know that they can also send their testimonies to the WhatsApp number. And we've had a very beautiful testimony coming from one of our church family members, you know, Right now is a time where people are so concerned about provision, about the economy, you know. And she actually got retrenched and got a job in a space of only a few days. So she got her retrenchment letter. And as she was saying goodbye to her clients, saying her goodbyes that, unfortunately, this is our last call, you know. I'll sure. no longer be here because the economy, you know, I've had to get retrenched. And the client said, can we make this our second last call, you know. Wow. Can I can I call you again? Sure. And when they did call her back, the client said, I have a job for you, you know.
2: During a whole pandemic.
1: During a whole pandemic. With it. possible <laughs> recessions and everything sure. going on, you know, on. God still We're said back. to her, I've got <laughs> you, you know. Sure. And what a time for that to happen. So she left to work on Friday. Monday, she started again. And God <laughs> said to her, I've got your back. Come My on. child, believe.
2: Yeah. Believe.
1: Yeah. Pastor is preaching faith. Are you yeah. faithing right now? So. You know, it might be a little difficult to actually trust God during this time. But this is why this series is here because we need it right now more than ever at a time like this.
2: Definitely, Bunolo. Um, we can't ex- em- emphasize enough that everything is possible with God. Uh, my wife also, something similar happened. She got a job also during this pandemic. It mm. um, just emphasizes that God can do anything, um, even yeah. during a pandemic. So whatever, whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, and mm. uh, whatever you're facing for, Please believe that God is able um, So let's just go um, Back to the socials And see what you guys are up to over here Everyone's saying good morning I knew Bob because I was going to say Uktula Magwande Uktula Magwande right back at you Koza uh, Um I see here John Ross Ndipi, Uh Ndirise John Ross over there That's Shona for those who don't know flow with me um, <laughs> um, We see here Oh yeah everyone 's just saying morning everyone is with um, happy faces this morning. I see everyone is nice and happy um, so just a couple of things that we can mention for you um, during the week, not to miss out on is we do have a whatsapp prayer group um, which is happening every single morning, um, usually at five a m but there 's some people who who, get, who catch on like a bit later on that 's fine we We chilled like that, you know, but we 've got um, We've got devotionals going on at the moment in that group. Um, So they sent um, almost every day there, uh, maybe every couple of days, but they they are awesome. So if you've been missing out on those, if you haven't been able to listen or haven't been there, um, you can send us a message on our WhatsApp group um, and we will send you a link to join that group. Um, you can also find these podcasts on SoundCloud, yeah. you know, but they, they, they're so good. They're coming from our sermon series, and um, they're just massaging certain principles and values mm-hmm. deeper into us and, and making sure that we just walk um, with this life of faith.
1: Yeah, and they've been very helpful because sometimes beyond Sunday, there's a little more days towards the next Sunday, you know. Yeah, so they know. just help you remember what was preached on Sunday and to just... Remind you to just keep living out your faith, you know, and keep touching base with God every morning to hear from God that, my child, this is your faith principles, you know, for the day. So I think we can just close off in prayer just before we get our worship team on. I think we can close our eyes. Definitely. Father God, we thank you for this time Father God that is here to be committed to you. We thank you that during this season you are activating our faith, you are igniting us Father God and more than anything you are guiding us at a time like this when all we have Father God is our faith in you and the good and perfect plans Father God that you have for our lives Father God we thank you that we are such a united family Father God knowing that we can walk alongside each other Father God. Father God as we get into prayers and worship may we open up our hearts father god and be receptive and just give it all to you father god in the name of jesus we pray amen
2: let's get ready to worship
3: Again, you have proven you'll do just what you say. Amen to that. He has proven that he will do what he said. So right now, before we head into the song, I'd like to to, for for you to get into the space, into that moment whereby you just release a sound. Release a sound, a prophetic song into the atmosphere. We're so expecting for God to do something. We're so expecting that, you know, heaven will break. There will be such an invasion of heaven even where you are. Even here, as we are streaming, God is just going to do something.
4: stop you've never stop working even when I don't see it you working even when I don't feel it you working you'll never stop you'll never stop working you'll never stop, you'll never stop. You'll never stop even stop when I
0: This morning, let's prepare to give our tithes and offerings. Lord, as we give our tithes and offerings today, it is our joy to give towards the advancement of Your kingdom. We pray that these resources will be multiplied so we can reach the lost, make disciples, and impact our city. Lord, Your Word says that You love a cheerful giver, that You bless the faithful, and that You open the windows of heaven over those who tithe. As we give today, may it be so over our lives, families and businesses for your glory.
5: I? and we're getting to this moment of like discussing the word and there's this guy walking his dog in front of us and we're slowly catching up to him and as we get to this moment of like you know what we really need to activate this believer you know when when we start to believe all things are possible to him who believes and i look up and i look at this guy in front of us and on the back of his shirt are the words written believe <laughs> this big bold believe you know and we just started laughing you know um What a crazy coincidence, you know, that we would be talking about the Word and then all of a sudden there's this guy wearing this t-shirt saying believe on it um, crazy coincidence or God incidence, is this how God speaks to us I choose to believe that he speaks through the inner voice the inner witness and in multiple ways and he's done this many times in my life and it's just another just I we find that I find this really funny that as soon as I start to focus on something he starts to speak to me through different means but anyway the, the point is this the word for the hour is belief That is the word for the hour. You know, uh, what we've been looking at in the series is the fact that we, we can never go further or higher than what we believe. Our beliefs, our beliefs either limit or unlimit our lives. They either limit or unlimit what God can do in our lives even. So, So we have to make sure that we are believing right. Proverbs 23 says this. It says, as a man believes in his heart, so is he. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. As he believes in his heart, so is he. We can't get around that. So we have to address our beliefs. We have to make sure that we're believing right. That we're not just believing in Jesus, but that we're believing like him as well. And the good news about the Bible is that we can grow in faith. That this is something that we that we mature in, something that we are meant to grow in. And you know, we can have little faith, we can have, or we can have great faith, according to the scriptures. And I think God is challenging us through the series to to have great faith. That we're going to be a church, we're going to be a people of tremendous faith. So um, today's message is entitled. We walk by faith and not by sight. And it's taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 where Paul said those words. He said, we walk by faith and not by sight. And today what I want to do is I just want to unpack that scripture for us. Okay, because we often say that, oh, we walk by faith and not by sight. But what does that mean? What exactly is Paul saying to us when when we're supposed to walk by faith and and not by sight? Because if you think about it, all we know from the time we are born to the time we give our lives to Christ, we only know how to walk by sight. By sight is, is the way that we go through life. We, we see the world in front of us and we interpret it and then we act on what we see. And Paul was saying that, you know, from the time we meet Christ, this believer in us gets activated and we no longer meant to function like that. And what I found is that we can still function according to sight or we can make the switch and start functioning according to faith and what Paul is saying it's much greater to walk by faith than it is to walk by sight but the switch is there we've, we've got to make that switch at some point in our journey we've got to realize that Jesus has changed everything That we don't take our lead from the natural world anymore. That we're not actually just interpreting life from what life is dishing out to us anymore. But since the moment we reach Christ, a higher reality has opened to us. A kingdom has opened to us. We have sight into a new realm, and it's from that realm that we're meant to be living into this realm. That's what Paul was saying when we walk by faith and not by sight. Now I hope that this message, you know, as we begin to unpack this, is is you're gonna really understand what that means and you're gonna to start to see how maybe you, you've maybe you started believing in Christ but you've gone back to your default of walking by sight. In fact I just I feel that for a lot of us. That that we've 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 kind of at some point abandoned faith. Or, or stopped entering into that, that new realm uh, that God opened to us, and we just start to live by what we see. And, and I'm, I'm hoping this message is going to be the switch for you. I hope this is going to just reorientate you. It's just going to bring you back to living how the Bible is inviting you to live. Man, it's so much better to live by faith, people. It is so much better. It is like a way better way to do life. Than walking by sight. So we're going to go to John chapter 20. That's where we're going to anchor ourselves. And it's this, the passage where uh, we meet Thomas, uh, often referred to as Doubting Thomas. Okay, we're going to go to that passage. But let's just pray before we get into the word this morning. Okay? And you know, the prayer is going to come up and I want to just invite you at home and here in the building to to just let's just pray before we get into the word. So let's go. Father in heaven, I commit this time to you. I believe that your plans for me are good and that everything good starts with your word. Your word brings life, healing, and direction. I treasure your word more than my daily bread. I boldly confess my mind is alert, my heart is receptive. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go to John 20, verse 24. It says the following, it says, Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, so one of the twelve disciples, a guy called Thomas, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. And he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the prints of the nails, and put my finger into the prints of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not Believe. (laughs) All right, let's carry on. And it says, and after eight days, all right, significant, eight days, the number of resurrection, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them this time. Where was he the first time? I don't know. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it in my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Thomas, you have seen me and you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. 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 Woo! Come on. <laughs> what a good passage to start with, eh? You know, you know what I love about this passage? Is how Jesus comes straight for Thomas it's like <laughs> it's like he was part of the conversation you know he wasn't in the room when Thomas was saying unless I put my fingers there unless I put my finger here you know he, he was it he wasn't in the room when that happened but but he heard it Amen. and and his purpose he's not like he arrives in the room he's not like peace to you guys hey Peter how you doing hey John how you doing he goes straight for Thomas <laughs> it's like this was an appointment for Thomas And it, not for Thomas But Thomas's faith yeah. He's go, He goes straight for Thomas's faith It's like Jesus did not want any of his disciples to be unbelieving yeah. He didn't want them to be stuck in that place Where it's just like oh, I won't believe until I won't believe it. He was like he went straight for that thing He went straight for our faith You know this is what we see throughout the gospels Jesus goes for our faith yeah. He's always challenging us to believe, to to lift up our beliefs and put them in God. So he comes in and he goes into this room and and, um, and and he goes after Thomas's faith. And and what he says here, you know, "Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed," is a scripture that has powerful implications. It really does. Um, atheists like like Richard Dawkins and and Crew uh, use this passage of scripture to say that. Faith is irrational and does not look for evidence. You know, and faith asks you just to believe in things that you cannot see. That's what faith is. Faith is unrational, unreasonable, and, and if you've got a logical mind and you want facts and reasons, then, then faith is not for you. Faith just asks you to shut your eyes and just believe what you, what you just, you know, what like other people are telling you to believe. Okay, that, so they, they take this passage and they twist it, which, you know, when you look at the actual circumstances, the, the issue on the table was the resurrection of Jesus. And, and, and when you look at it like that, that the, that the resurrection of Jesus was, was the issue at stake, what you see is that Thomas had plenty evidence. to believe in the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, the tomb was empty. The stone was rolled away. The gods had run for their lives. They had been paid off by the authorities. His friends, who he'd been walking with for three years or more, had seen Jesus in person and told him. He had first-hand accounts of I saw Jesus. These were people he trusts and walks with. He saw the empty tomb. He he heard the reports of what was going around. He's walked with Jesus for all these years. He's seen incredible miracles, water into wine. He saw that. He saw the walking, Jesus walking on water. He saw Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Alright, so there's, like, there's this, and not only that, Jesus told him that he was going to rise from the dead. He told them, like, Plenty times before he died, I'm going to rise from the dead. He explained it to them. So he had the word, he had experiences, he had miracles, he had so many things. And yet, he still chose not to believe. And you see, Thomas represents for us a trap that we can fall into as believers. And this is the trap where we ignore the revealed evidence and the word of God. And the promises of God. And we demand God to prove our unbelief wrong. It's a trap we fall into. I mean, I've fallen into this trap. Maybe you can agree as well. Where we ignore all the, everything that, like, is shouting at Maybe it's a t-shirt on the beach. With the word saying, believe. I'm not, you know, it's just a coincidence, you know. It's like we just, we have this ability just to ignore the word of God, the scriptures, the promises, and demand God to prove our unbelief wrong. And you know what, when I when I look at scripture, what I find is that God would rather prove our faith right than our unbelief wrong. You know, in fact in fact that is the way of faith. You know, so often we can fall into this trap where unless God, unless I put my fingers here, unless he does this and answers in the way I want, then I'm not going to believe. So I'm in unbelief and I'm waiting for you. You need to prove my unbelief wrong. Where God would actually rather prove our faith right. That's what he would rather do. So when we look at the the story of Thomas, what we find is that Thomas is actually, I, I believe Thomas, what he did for Thomas is the exception rather than the rule. What do I mean by that? Well, I believe God makes exceptions for our faith because he 's merciful you know there 's been many times in my life where you know what God has proved my unbelief wrong There's many times where i 've doubted his love for me whether he 's got a plan for my life whether he 's my provider and i've been in, and when i say i 've been an unbelief i 've been depressed i 've been worried i 've been stressed i 've been anxious. You know, I've been fearful, all of those things. Because all of those emotions, depression, worry, stress, anxiety, fear, all of those are actually signs that your unbeliever, your beliefs are wrong. There's something, something not working with your beliefs. You've got to go and address, if you're feeling those emotions, you, what are you believing? Go go to your beliefs, go re-examine your beliefs, go strengthen your beliefs. Because when you start to strengthen your beliefs, those things go away. But as many times I've been in that place of unbelief and he's just come through and proved my unbelief wrong. And there's times where I've just sat and I've actually apologized and said, Lord, I I don't know why I didn't think you were going to come through, but you did. You came through for me. And I know many others as well. I mean, we're saying amen in this room, right? You know, there's many times God has proved our unbelief wrong, but it's not the way of faith. It's not the Christian life. It's not what we actually call to... It's not the way we meant to be living out this thing. We're not supposed to be unbelieving. That's why he went for Thomas and he was like, Don't be unbelieving. Be believing. He would much rather prove our faith right. Because you know what? When you're in unbelief, right? You're, you're, you're not engaging the means by which you can access the promises of God. So rather be believing and let him prove your faith right. When we look at the Israelites coming out of of Egypt, we see the same thing. God had to consistently prove their unbelief wrong. So they they come to the Red Sea, and what happens? The the Egyptians are behind them. They freak out. "Ah, You brought us here to die. And He proves their unbelief wrong, opens up the Red Sea, and they walk through the Red Sea. Okay. Then they enter into the wilderness, and there's no food. There's no water. You brought us here to die. And then he proves their unbelief wrong by bringing water out of the rock and manna to feed them and quail, you know, because they wanted meat one day. And so they, their disposition the whole time was one of unbelief. God, prove my unbelief wrong. Where he was trying to, he was doing all of these miracles and signs to to catalyze their faith so that they would be people of faith. And he would be able to walk with them and prove their faith right. So... This is this is the way God will I want to show you the scripture in Hebrews 3. Let's let's go to Hebrews 3 quickly. It's going to come up. This is what he said about those Israelites. He said, I was so provoked with that generation, and said, They always err and are led astray in their hearts. And they have not perceived or recognized my ways, and become progressively better and more experimentally and intimately acquainted with them. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Look at that, just, they have not perceived or recognized my ways. You know, what what ways is he talking about there? He's talking about the way of faith. You know, God has, he has a way in which he's built this universe. The world was framed by the word of God, so that which we see was made out of things which we cannot see. The whole world has been put together by the spoken word of God through faith. He's ordered this in universe on faith. His kingdom works on faith. Yeah. We're, we've established in the series already that faith is a fundamental, non-negotiable key yeah. to experiencing everything in the kingdom that God has for us. So everything is by faith. And, and, and this generation, he's, like, he's so frustrated with them because they have not perceived that. Yeah. They, haven't tr- they haven't responded to him and started to activate their believers. And they stay in this place of unbelief. So then it carries on in verse 10. and He says, Accordingly, I swore in my wrath and indignation, they shall not enter my rest. Therefore, beware, brethren. Take care lest there be in any one of you a wicked, unbelieving heart which refuses to cleave to trust in and rely on him, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God. So there's a warning in this passage and saying let's not be like those guys. Let's not be aloof. You know what the word aloof means? It means distant and cold or even suspicious. Like, are you going to do this or are you not going to do this? When are you going to prove, when are you going to prove yourself to me? You know, like that, that, that dis- you know, we fall into this thing so often. And he's, and he's saying, the scripture is telling us, don't do that. Amen. Don't be like that. Don't fall into that trap. You know, when things are not going right, when things were not going right for them, what was the correct response? They should have not stood aloof. They should have drew near. They should have pressed into worship. They should have pressed into his word, into what he's revealed to them, into those promises and exalt them over the natural, over what they see. And then whatever, you would, they'll start to see God move. The God will, God cannot ignore the faith, you know. Look at everyone in scripture. As soon as they had faith, it was like Jesus had to heal them, even if it wasn't the right time for him. The water into wine story, that was out of time, but it was his mother's faith that was like, I'm pulling that in for now. <laughs> you know, so God has shown that like, like it's faith that pulls it in, you know. And, and that's what he wanted from them. Not this withdraw, I'm suspicious about you. Rather, press in. Just a side note on that scripture as well. It's interesting how he puts wicked and unbelieving in the same, like, like interchangeably. The same kind of word, you know, almost. Like they used interchangeably there. Why? You know, I always thought there was quite a big difference between the wicked and having your doubts. <laughs> but when you actually look at it, what is doubt? Doubt is actually belief. It's just belief in the opposite of what God has said. Which is exactly what wicked people do. They believe in the opposite of what God has said. The only difference <laughs> the only difference is they do their unbelieving a lot better than we do our doubting. But we're in the same category. Does that make sense? So wicked and unbelieving, there it is. Okay. So we're not going to be that, amen? We're going to be the people of faith. So let's, let's go a little bit deeper in this. Tom, Thomas wanted to see and touch Jesus before he would believe. He said, unless I see, unless I see and put my hands, you know, if, unless I feel those scars, then, then I won't believe. And, and this is, again, the Thomas trap is we fall into the same thing. Is like we will only believe when we see something. When it actually is finally there, now I'll believe in it. You know, like those magicians, they get up and they're like, do you believe I can make this coin disappear? And we're all like, hmm, show us. And then they make it disappear and we're all like, wow, you know, now we believe. <laughs> it's like, wow, you did it. Okay. It's like we all want, we'll believe once we see, yeah. you know, and, and, and I feel like this story is there to, to, to get us out of that, yeah. to get us out of that, that way, that, that way of thinking. Why? Because seeing, does not guarantee that we're going to become a people of faith. It doesn't. You know, there were so many people who saw the miracles that Jesus did. Incredible signs, everyone, but they never became people of faith. Yeah. They just they kept wanting another miracle or another thing, you know, another thing, you know, another sign, give us another one. He's like, I've done. What, what else must I do to make you actually believe? Seeing doesn't automatically mean that we'll be b- believing. You know, you look at the Israelites coming out of the wilderness, and, and he's constantly doing these things, and they're still in unbelief. It's it's you and I who have to make that switch. Yeah. We have to make that switch from, from not going to need the proof now, I'm going to believe now before it's there. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen many people encounter God, God answers prayer for them, does amazing things, but later in their life, they drift away from God. And they kind of even backslide and go back to their old lives, and... And God did such incredible things for them. And I think, like, you know, what, what happened? Like, and now, you know? Um, and it's because encounters, as wonderful as they are, they're not sustainable. You know, encounters, encounters are there to catalyze our, our faith muscle. They, they're just there to, to bring it, to take us out of this realm to take our attention off this realm, to bring our attention to the fact that there is another realm. Because when we see a miracle, when we see something happen, it's a sign, all right? What do signs do? They point. Where are they pointing to? They're pointing to the unseen realm, to a Father who loves us, who cares about us, who's a miraculous provider, who can do the impossible. The signs are always pointing us there, and we just keep looking here. And then the sign disappears. Now we want another one. You know? So we, we have to make that switch. We've got to go, no, we've got to train ourselves off our natural senses and onto the Word and His promises. That's how we grow in faith. Right? If we're always relying on another miracle, another breakthrough in order to have faith, it's a sign that we haven't yet activated our believer. We, we've got to train ourselves off that off those encounters and onto the word and what God has promised. So you know you've got like five senses, all right? Touch, taste, smell, hearing, seeing. That's <laughs> thank you, my love. <laughs> uh, so we, we've got these five senses, and, and it's through these five senses that we experience and we inter- and we interpret the world around us. God will impact, but He only does. ...attention to the unseen realm. The whole reason why we have these encounters is always to bring us to faith, to start to activate our faith. Because when we get born again, there is a whole new realm that is open to us. When we get filled with the Spirit of God... We, we enter into this kingdom of God, this unseen realm. Paul wrote about this in Corinthians. I'm going to read this passage to you. It says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14, it says, The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So what he's saying is, is the natural man doesn't have, he's only got the five senses. He hasn't received the Spirit of God. So there's the realm where God is, the unseen realm has not opened to him. And so when you start to talk about faith and promises and the love of God and the, you know what God has said in Scripture, it's like it's foolishness to them. It's like, what is that? Because all I know is what I see and touch and feel. Okay? And then he says in verse 12, he says, Now we have, not, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So, we've this what he's saying is this whole realm has opened to us and we're now able to we're able to receive the things of god we're able to receive into this enter into this realm and receive the things of god and this is why Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4:18 he said we do not look to the things that are seen but at the things which are are not seen that's powerful notice what he he doesn't say here he doesn't say that we just close our eyes and hope for the best. He says, We do not look at the things which are seen, but we do look at the things which are not seen. Why? For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What is Paul saying here? There's, There's a whole new way to do life. One where we're not interpreting our lives from what we're seeing. Here in the natural. But we're looking. Notice, faith isn't blind. Faith isn't like, close my eyes, hope for the best. Faith is highly visionary. Faith is seeing into the realm, seeing into the spirit realm, and seeing into what God has for us. And drawing our attention to that. And the reason Paul says that is because, why we do that is because, The seen realm, according to that passage, is temporary. But the unseen realm is eternal. Don't you think it's really funny how we trust so much in this world? And yet every single day it's changing. None of us even know whether we have life tomorrow. Or if life will be taken from us. Yet we hope so much. You know we we look at that bank statement, and it's like it's like it's immovable to us. <laughs> Come on, you might look at your body, you know, and it's not and it's not healthy and you and you look to the body and you and and your body and you say the sickness or this whatever thing is, and it's like it's so immovable, it's like it's like, oh, we can't change that, or you get a report or oh it's just so hot. whoa, that thing is. Solid. That is solid. Solid. loose, Solid. You know, it's, we cannot change the things we see, but it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It can change any second, any moment. Your whole life can change with one phone call. You can, you can walk out of this sermon right now, get a phone call, and get a job. You, you know what I mean? Like everything can change, and that's what Paul is saying here. It's like don't let this be your God. Don't let this be your God. Just understand this thing changes, okay? It's always changing. So don't put your faith in it. Don't exalt it higher than what you should. Rather, look to another realm that is far more real, far more eternal than this realm, okay? Come on. The switch is happening. Let me ask you this. How did, how did Jesus get into that room? How did Jesus get... The, John clearly said in that passage, the door was closed. <laughs> and then he appeared in the room. You know, I've always thought that he got in the room because he was like a ghost. You know, once we die and resurrected, then then we like become like Casper. We can move through walls and doors and, you know, we, can, we, we have this like... But if that's the case, then how were they able to touch him? And how was he able to eat food? So he came from the unseen into the seen, but he was more material than even the seen. Yeah. So how is it that we always think the unseen is less material than the seen? Why is that? Why is that? You know, we kind of think of what is heaven? Ah, oh, there's clouds and spooks and flo- we float everywhere and we move through earth. everything's ethereal. You know, you can put your hand through your other hand, and you know, we can't kind of think of heaven as this, but the Bible says in, in, in Hebrews 11 verse 3, it says, By faith we understand that the worlds were made uh, by the Word of God, so that which we see was made out of things which we cannot see. Yes. How, is the things, how is it that the world that we see can be so material, but the, this world was made from an immaterial world? Yeah. Where, where actually clouds and, and like spirit stuff made all the natural stuff, and then this is the real stuff, and that's not the real stuff. It doesn't make sense. It's the other way around. It's the other way around. The heaven is more real. It's more firm. It's more eternal. It's more stable. It's more dependent. And we've got to start to learn to trust in that. We've got to start to learn how to walk in faith. And not by what we see. We've got to start to trust in that unseen realm. We've got to start to, to trust in those, those words that God speaks to you. Those visions that He gives to you. That, you know, and obviously we do it with wisdom and we're growing in this and we're all learning and we're going to make mistakes along the way. You know, it's progressive, okay? We grow in it. But what happens to some of us is we encounter the Lord, we get into this, this whole realm opens up to us and then it doesn't work out exactly as we think we see and then we abandon the unseen realm. We abandon dreams, we abandon visions, we abandon that there's encounters with God, and we, we we go back to what we know. But it's ridiculous, because this is not any more firm. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is not. This is subject to change. Everything that we see. So we've got, we've got to shift, guys. We've got to, Paul's saying that we do not look to the things which are seen. We all we got we can't take our lead from this world anymore. We've got to take it from the promises of God. So here's another point for you. Faith is the means by which the unseen becomes seen. Faith is the means, maybe you can say that. Faith is the means by which the unseen becomes seen. You know, if we are only believing in what we see, then we will never draw anything from the unseen into the seen. Listen to this quote. How cool is this? This is unknown. I don't know who wrote this, right? It says, Only the man who can see the invisible, who can touch the intangible, who can hear the inaudible and think the unthinkable is capable of doing the impossible. We've got to be experts at that. Like, if if we, we have got to activate faith, because it's the means by which the unseen becomes seen. You know, if we're not walking in faith, then we'll never be able to draw what the kingdom has for us and see it manifest in our lives. What has God got for us? You know, when I was, I was reading this, I was thinking about the example of Abraham in Genesis 22, where Abraham um, is told to go sacrifice his son, his only son, Isaac. Right? And so he goes with his son, and there's this point where he's walking. And it says this in Genesis 22. It says, And he lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. And I don't know what he saw in that moment, but I believe, alright, he saw another father and another son going up a hill, and and that son being crucified. And I think he saw the cross, and he saw Jesus, and he saw the, the lamb and the sacrifice. And the reason why I believe that is because he then turns to his servants and he says, the son that you wait here, him and I are going to go and we will return. You know, if you're going to go sacrifice your son, then you would never say we will return. And in John chapter 8, Jesus said these words. He said, Abraham saw my day and he rejoiced to see it." So, you know, Abraham was, you know, the father of our faith. He lifted up his eyes and he saw what God was doing. And I want to ask you, you know, can you just lift up your eyes? What can you see? What what does God have for you in the kingdom? Can you see yourself married? Can you see yourself with children? Can you see yourself debt free? Can you <laughs> a couple of amen in the room to that? Can you see yourself healed and healthy? Can you see yourself free of addiction? You know what what can you see that God has for you? And I want to tell you that that is more real than what you're experiencing right now. Faith says that is way more real than what is here right now. And faith lays a hold of that. Faith grabs that and says, the God reality is what I will see. Faith begins to speak that. Faith begins to believe that. Uncle Angus always says this, faith believes what we cannot see. And the reward of faith is seeing what we believe. The reward of faith is that we then see what we believe. And that's the way God wants us to operate, not the other way where, we, where he's trying to prove our unbelief all the time wrong. You know what I mean? He's, where we're always in this position of unbelief and he's always trying to prove us wrong, trying to get us to activate faith. No, he would rather prove our faith right. So here, here I want to just show you this, this graphic, okay, of what it means to walk by sight and what it means to walk by faith. When we walk by sight, what we're doing is we're putting the natural over the supernatural, We're putting the world over the word, creation over the creator, circumstances over promises, the seen over the unseen. That's what walking by sight is. Walking by faith is the supernatural over the natural, the word over the world, creator over creation, promises over circumstances, and the unseen over the seen. That's what it means to walk by faith. It's a whole different way of approaching life. It's a whole different way of operating through this world. And it's such a powerful thing when we lay hold of it. It's such a powerful thing. And I just feel, you know, there's some of us who've just become so discouraged in faith, so discouraged by circumstances, by what we see, and so our believers have just shrunk. (laughs) And... And I want to encourage you today to start picking up your believer again. It is so powerful. Jesus said this. He said, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if you just get a little bit of this thing called faith, if you just get a little, just lay a hold of just such a small bit of this thing, you can move mountains. You can literally see your life begin to change, you can see your health begin to change. You can see your family begin to change. You can see your neighborhood change. Man, if we get a hold of this thing called faith as a church, we can see a city changed. We can literally, man, the streets can be different. Man, we can, you know, if we start to, imagine we just start to all start to see that healing is ours. It's the children's bread. Can you imagine our services here? People jumping out of wheelchairs, getting healed of cancers. You know, If we just get a hold of this thing called belief, just faith. Man, we're going to start to see things move and change. Christians, can we see that stuff? Why, why can't we? I can tell you why. It's because we're exalting the world over the Word. Yeah. It's right. We've got to get into the Word. I mean, if you go look at the life and the ministry of Jesus, and you start to realize what's there, man, we, 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 we can trust God to move anything in the natural. He can change everything that we see. Amen. So what's the take home for today? The take home is this, is don't fall into the Thomas trap. God would rather prove your faith right than your unbelief wrong. Rather choose to be a person of faith because faith is the means by which the unseen becomes seen. Amen. Father, we want to just thank you for this time. I just pray for everyone who's watching. I pray, Father God, that that the believer in us will just be activated, Father. I pray that those who have have disengaged from the unseen realm, Lord, disengaged from that, that place, that incredible place of meeting with you and looking into the future and looking to what you have for us, that, Lord, their eyes would be lifted up once again, that they'll begin to see what you have for us. See what you have, Lord God. Lord, you have so much. All your promises are yes and amen in Jesus. May we be the people who really believe. Amen. Amen. Bless you, church. I'm gonna hand over to Mac and Bonolo again. See you soon.
1: If you are not faithful after this, you need to watch the sermon again and again and again and again and just pray to God and say, God. I'm I'm feeling a little weak in my faith, reignite my faith, you know, I want to be that person that I once was, you know, life can get in the way and and it does happen to the best of us, even the most mature of believers do go through seasons where they might struggle a little in their faith and, and that's okay, God's grace covers anything, you know, and everything that we go through, there's nothing that's new for him, so if you are feeling like one of those people, do get in touch with someone that's going to walk with you and just help you get back to that person that God has purposed you to be. Um, just to touch on to something, you know, that really stood out to me in the sermon. Pastor Wayne said, faith is seeing into the spirit, you know, the unseen realm, which is eternal. And this really just reminded me that we are spirits living in flesh. We are not flesh in spirit, you know, and we always need to really live accordingly. And one of the the greatest things that all the men and women of God have in the Bible is their faith, you know, Goliath, you know. um, You're not Goliath. David, <laughs> David, you know, trying to, to throw a stone to kill someone, you know, to kill a giant. You know, Peter, Moses, you know, despite their shortcomings, they all had faith. And not just faith in, in themselves and what they can do, but faith in what God can do, actually, you know, in, in the circumstances. And just to touch on one of the connect questions, the question is, are you more a person who hopes God will prove your fears wrong? Or your faith right? And depending on your answer, I think it can sort of give you a guideline of where you stand right now in your faith.
2: Aish, um, I hope you weren't asking the question to me because <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer it right now. Um, but I, what, what I will um, go into is if there's anyone who's been watching this and you thinking, you know what, um, I'm in the place where I haven't really accepted this God in my life, and um, I'm really struggling with a whole lot of this um, not having enough faith and unbelief that we were talking about here. Um, if that's you, I would like to give you an opportunity very quickly um, to just um, commit yourself to, to God and to walk with him, um, because this walking by faith is not done without him. Um, he, he leads us in this in this thing. Um, So if you'd like to just pray this prayer with me, um, say, Father God, I admit I'm a sinner. Um, I know I've sinned against you. Um, I pray that you may forgive me. I commit my life to you right now. I pray that you may help me to live the life that you have called me out for. And I pray that um, my life may be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name. Um, We thank you um, if you pray this prayer and we want to help you so if you may please just send uh, uh, your your name and number and we'd like to um, speak to you and possibly add you to a connect group but it's very important for you to be surrounded by other believers um, to speak to other people um, that are also walking the same path that we're walking in Um, yeah so it's
1: and, you know, I, I just think that if, if you're feeling intimidated by the process, don't be. Because yep. every nation is a family of various different types of people. You're not too young. You're not too old. You're not too much of a sinner. You are not too much of anything to be excluded from our type of family. Whether you're dark or you're blue, you're tall, you short. We have literally every nation you Come know, as you are. Us. Yeah, yeah.
2: So and you'll be made much better by Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So um, we ran a competition just before the sermon, and I think we have a winner.
2: Okay. Yeah, we've got a winner. So um, th- there's pictures that are going to come up. Um, I know I, I'm in one of them. So if I was um, choosing the winner, we all know that I would have that one would have won um but unfortunately
1: <laughs> no we've audited this process so that's why you are not
2: really, yeah audit yes yes okay so just check out the beautiful pictures over there mm. um and then we'll get to our winner eventually
1: mm. hey beautiful ladies at every nation <laughs> Look at those pretty ladies. Wow.
2: <laughs>
1: and the winner
2: is And that is right that right there is the winner. Um <laughs> 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 Bra Sobs mm. um you've nicked this one. It was a very very tight race yeah. for it. Um uh, but Sobs you've nicked it. So because um I I would have chosen Azander to win. Um, I commission you to give the cap to Azande, but you won, you won, you definitely won. But give the cap to Azande. <laughs> you can fetch, you can fetch your prizes at church um, during the week at the church office. Um, yeah, let's jump back to the chat over here. Um, I see we've got um, Lina in London. Hello, Lina. Hello, Lina. Good to have you here with us. Um, there's people from Umtata. Um, these guys are so fortunate. I'd love to go to the Eastern Cape. Um, home is in the Eastern Cape for those who don't know. Um, and I haven't been there yeah, ever since this pandemic, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. So you guys consider yourselves blessed. Um, and I'd just like to single out someone here that I see on the chats. Um, Usbonga. Um, she's she's just been inviting people, yeah. um, and yeah. I've been seeing some people like joining here. And she's like, "Hey, yeah, great group. G- uh, glad you could make it. Um, I just like to commend you, Sponga, yeah. for doing yeah. that. That is awesome. She's um, like
1: the online cheerleader. You know, yeah, she's always there. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So that, that's just a great thing. It's great to invite people into the yeah. house. Um, the more the merrier. The more people that come in here, because you know, there's so much healing. There's so much um, growth. That happens in the house of God. Um, And definitely there will be no other place to be. Um, And just to encourage everyone who's not in a connect group. Guys, um, when good times come, you need people, friends, people that you know to celebrate with. And when bad times come or tough times come, you need people who you can call on and who will be there for you. And that's just one of the things that happens in connect groups. a significant thing, but it's just one of the things. Um, So do join a connect group. send your name your name number to our whatsapp group zero seven two six zero six six seven four seven and we can help you get connected
1: yeah and that's it from our every nation family already today. already oh, you no. know. Thank you to so thank you so much to everybody who joined us to the production team to worship there's so many people that you actually don't see behind the scenes that make this so possible and we really just like to thank them for their hearts of servitude to make sure that the word of God is advanced see you guys next week
2: hallelujah Bye-bye.
0: thank you for joining church online today We hope that you were inspired and challenged by today's message. We would like to encourage you to join one of our connect groups where you can make friends and discuss the word further. You can message us on 072-606-6747 to join a connect group or to send us any prayer needs you might have. To give your tithes an offering, please visit our website www.iendurban.org to get our bank details and Zapper code. Have a safe and blessed week.